0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham.
1: Oh, Trojan fans, welcome to another edition of the Peristyle Podcast on a Thursday. we got a special... Of the podcast, We've got a special guest, former USC Trojan wide receiver Trayvon Patterson is going to join us in just a minute. We're also going to talk about USC spring football, what's been going on around. And Last week we were recording and uh, Deuce Robinson, the five-star tight end from Arizona, was on the verge of making his college decision. He did end up uh, committing to USC, so we're going to talk about that with Chris Trevino. He'll be here in a second. If you have any questions or comments for the show, you can drop us an email, podcast at uscfootball.com. We you can call or text us at 424-254-9141. You can also follow us over on the Apple Podcasting app or wherever you get your podcast. And if you do have the Apple Podcasting app, leave us a five-star review and a rating. And it really does help to grow the show. We did have a new uh, rating over there on the Apple Podcasting uh, app. So this is... Uh, Joaquin the Dodgers dude he says uh, I'm not gonna lie I was skeptical at first when I came across the show on YouTube I gave it a chance and I've loved it since I currently have my notifications on and listen while I'm at work keep up the good work fellas well thank you for that review and it does help to grow the show if you have a chance to uh, send us a review over there but I want to bring in we got a special guest here so we'll do a little three shot Trayvon Patterson here they're right there in the middle Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Trayvon Patterson joining along with uh, Chris Trevino as well. Trayvon, uh, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad we got some more Long Beach in the house.
2: Former <laughs> Long Beach yeah. Poly, great. I currently live in Long Beach, so we're outnumbering you today.
1: For right. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you guys have that Long Beach connection there. Synergy. Um, I feel it.
3: Yeah, I feel but, it, too. I feel it.
1: But Chris has been covering USC uh, for the last six years or so. So they didn't, uh, you know, Trayvon uh, and Chris didn't really cross, path, cross, cross paths there. But if you guys recall, big time recruit out of Long Beach Poly High School, uh, class of 2006, uh, played in all the games as a freshman, uh, all but UCLA game, I think, as his freshman year, and then uh, redshirted. Um, was it Richard' sophomore year, and then 2008? You were in 11 more games at USC, um, and then end up transferring over to Colorado and play there in uh, 2010 for your senior season. Uh, got tryout with the, the Chargers, a the little Canadian football stuff, but uh, long uh, football there career, Trayvon. But we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we're going to talk about some of that stuff uh, from USC career. But uh, welcome in. Hi. What's been going on? How are you doing?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Um, just I got some new going on for myself now. I just got involved in real estate. Um, okay, I joined the team here at Nationwide Real Estate. Uh, partnered with the CEO Daryl Owens. Um, he actually um, discovered uh, Nationwide Real Estate. He was one of the top realtors before he discovered Nationwide Real Estate in the country. Um, so you know, I have that going on now, and just want to connect back with my SC family, SC community, and let them know what I have going on nowadays.
1: That's cool. Now, are you still, like, how involved are
3: you in the, the football world? Are you still doing anything and you
1: know, football-related?
3: Well, I've been training. I have a few nephews that I've been training. Um, I have a nephew named Jaden Coley. He's going to high school next year. I have a, another nephew named Zion Anderson. He's still, what, seventh grade. He'll be touching high school in the next two years. Um, they're one of the top players that they, in their classes. Uh, so you guys will be looking out for them soon. I'm pretty sure S.E., but definitely be reaching out to them soon because they're they're that good. Um, they play receiver as well. So
1: nice. All right, and then uh, just stuff with Long Beach Poly. Chris is over
3: there all the time. So Chris, I don't, how,
1: how yes. you're at Long
2: Beach? I coach. live up the road from there, so I'm like right <laughs> off Atlantic. <laughs> right. So it's a nice little drive. Yeah.
3: No, I'm most definitely connected with, uh, with Long Beach Poly as well. You know, I speak to the coaches often. Um, more involved. I'm trying to get more involved now in terms of you know trying to get. Poly back to its dominance. Um, they had a great year last year, just like SC. So I think that uh, it's it's an exciting year for Poly football and um, USC football as well. So I'm excited about it all.
1: So Chris is one of our recruiting guru guys around the site, and uh, I just want to kind of go back to your the recruiting process for you. This is like height of the Pete Carroll era. You're 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 looking through. You know the team had won like 34 games in a row uh long right. beach poly some studs coming out of there that end up at usc like what was the recruiting
3: process uh for you back then when making your decision to go to usc Um, it was exciting man um i was just blessed to be in that position um to even have sc uh interested in me at the time uh, you know we was one of the top programs in the country at the time uh, just losing the national championship to texas the year before but it was exciting man and just been able to have Carroll come in and uh have interest in me was exciting as well i know at that time i was interested in sc in oregon at the time um and he was just you no know, sc was the dream school of mine so it was a no-brainer for me to go to sc at the time and um i'm happy i made the decision as well there was uh you had a teammate right was it
1: austin who was the
3: yeah he went
1: over to ucla yeah he ended up going to ucla right yeah right. did you yeah. try to get him to go
3: to sc or what was the they, i think they were recruiting him too right yeah, they were recruiting him as well. I tried, but I mean, he had other he had other uh, uh, things he wanted to do in terms of you know getting on the field right away, and uh, he did that at UCLA. Yeah, well, I think you got the upper hand overall, so that was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's good that good
1: that you're still involved with uh, with Long Beach Poly. That's there were so many guys coming out. I know at one point Long Beach Poly had like the most uh, alumni that have played in the NFL uh yeah, I think that's you know, still true to today is that still true yeah um mm-hmm. being involved there but it's good it, it, some of the traditional powers we've seen it shift a little bit you've seen just you know come and go but Polly was always one of those schools that you just wanted to get guys out of all the time and right. you haven't seen you know like the juju smith schusters and guys more recently but haven't seen as many i guess lately but hopefully they can you know the jack Rabbits get that tradition going again
3: Oh, no, most definitely. I think we have the talent returning back to the funk house. Um, we have a few, few recruits there now. We had the Robinsons. Uh, we had Dylan Williams, who was both actually committed to SC at the time. I think they decommitted. I'm not sure why. But um, I actually, we actually getting the, the athletes back now. I mean, it's, it's tough because of the private school and the way that things are going now. It's hard to compete with them and what they offer to the kids and the families, but I think that uh, as a public school, Uh, We're still on one of the top schools here in the country. And um, like I said, i got, we got myself coming back. I believe Deshaun Jackson is trying to come back and get involved. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. So we, you know, we had the alumni, we still come back out. We still talk to the kids we try to give advice, um, you know, steer them in the right direction and, you know, just, you know, just be there for their support because they're definitely going to need us at this time. So I think Polly is back on the map and um, I just want everybody to know that.
1: What was there
3: overlap with you and Deshaun
1: Jackson? What, year, I forget what year he was. Deshaun graduated in 05, so he was a
3: year before I was.
1: You, okay, year before you. I, it's funny, I remember um, I mean, he was gonna go to USC for a long time, right? And then ends up going to right. Cal. And uh and I, I want to get your thoughts on Ed Orgeron because he's one of the best recruiters we've seen around, right? And when mm-hmm. I was down at the, I think it was the senior bowl in like Mobile, Alabama, when Ed Orgeron had like been fired from Ole Miss and Deshaun Jackson's family walks by and they were like just gushing over Ordron, You know, it would have been like he was the the guy that recruited Deshaun Jackson the most and he didn't end up going to USC. It's just, he still had that effect on people. So I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on kind of the guys recruiting like that and uh, what they bring to
3: the table. Well, Coach O, man, you know, he has a ton of energy. Um, When I first entered to SC, my freshman year, I think Coach O had left. But he came back uh with coach kiffin at the end so i was able to uh experience him at that time but he has a ton of energy man i mean it's hard not to to uh believe in things that he's saying um uh, you know just buy into his system um uh, he holds you accountable and he just makes things fun too man so i loved his energy and i'm pretty sure everyone else loved his energy as well so i understand why uh deshaun and his family was uh definitely attracted to him yeah and what he had to yeah. offer uh, Adrian
1: Hobbs in the chat says funk house, baby. So uh,
3: nice. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Adrian. Yeah. Chris, what are you it.
1: seeing from long beach poly now? Is it, I mean, are, are you seeing more, you know, power five guys coming through there and more guys USC will be recruiting?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the, the talent pipeline felt like it had been turned off for something, but now they've turned it back on. And you have those, those local kids starting to flow into, uh, 1600 Atlantic Avenue again, and you know, as as Trayvon mentioned, with the Trinity schools like Bosco and Modern Day, and they have made it difficult. And then more, the more League had a new rule where it made it difficult for kids that would normally be going to Poly to go there. They were just kind of it. It had to do with your where you were living in the district and where you go. So that kind of uh, shifted things around for the for the kids that kids that were enrolling in Poly, but definitely getting a lot more power five guys you know uh Dylan williams as you mentioned the austins they they're starting to to produce power five guys once again so it's really nice to see the you know the the jack rabbits returning to the you know top of the socal uh power football
1: rankings yeah it's good for you because you could cover guys right in your backyard so like i'm pretty close to sarah so it was fun i used to go to sarah quite a bit but if you can just like you can walk the long beach poly man that's good to it's good for your job. You don't have to drive all over the place. Like, oh, let's drive out to, like, Corona or something to see a kid. Like, I oh, just go to Polly right down the street. <laughs> I don't know about walk, but definitely take one of those bird scooters. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can scoot down yeah. there. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we're with uh, former USC. Let me put up his uh, Twitter handle again, Trayvon Patterson. Follow him on Twitter, at Trayvon Patterson. doing real estate now, so if you guys have, any, you have real estate needs in that area, okay. make sure you uh, you reach out to him. And yeah. uh yeah, for there, and uh, you know, help him out a little bit. Um, I to your time at SC, uh, you know, what are, is there a couple games or a couple plays or just a couple, like, of your best memories kind of coming from your time around USC?
3: Um, my experience, I had a lot of fun at SC, man. Uh, made a lot of connections. Um, it was just fun, just being able to be under Coach Carroll, man, and understand his philosophy. Um, I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, I played more so my freshman year. Um, I had the opportunity to be one of the top three receivers my sophomore year before I broke my toe. But you know, uh, it was just competitive, and I love the competition. And um, in the situation I was in, I experienced a lot of injuries there, so it didn't pan out the way I, I wanted it to. But I think that I I did leave uh, an image for myself there at SC with the fans just by you know competing at a high level, them being able to know me through you know the, the practices, the screen games. Um, one of the memories I had, for the most part, was my first catch against Arkansas um, from Mark Sanchez. I Went out at the one-yard line. I actually thought I scored, but I guess the ball didn't cross the pylon at the time. But that was a highlight of mine. Um, but from there, you know, I just, you know, I just enjoyed my time there.
1: That was uh was that the Coliseum game or was that the one at Arkansas?
3: It was the one at Arkansas. Okay, yeah. The-
1: well, you guys put like a million points against them two years in a row, so it was kind of. Arkansas just got absolutely, they got bug raced Before
3: right? they right. played against uh, Matt Liner and them in 05, and then uh, we played them. That's, I was at home, and then the following year we played them in Arkansas. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mark Sanchez. You still keep in touch with uh, Mark? I mean, it's great to see his success out there.
3: I haven't spoken to Mark anytime soon, but uh, I'm definitely following him and seeing what he's doing. I see he's uh, covering college football now, so I'm excited for that. I'm happy for him. Yeah, you see them
1: around, like, golf tournaments or anything once in Do you do much stuff with the Trojan football alumni and some of those events that they do?
3: I haven't, but I'm looking forward to getting back involved. Um, I was actually working. I was a probation officer. Um, now I'm transitioning over to the real estate side. So oh. now that I have my schedule open, I'm just more so looking to get more involved within the Trojan community and attending different events. Yeah, you got to do those networking things. A lot
1: of fun golf tournaments. I don't know if you're a golfer,
3: but... Uh... I tried a few times. I wasn't too good at it, but you know, with practice, I'll get better.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's there's it's fun. Some former players like really get into it and they really want to play, and then other guys are just absolutely garbage and they're terrible. But it's fun to go see. It. It's fun to go see some of the guys out there. Um, you know, the Sean Cody's and uh, they, you know, there's they're fun out on the tournament scene and everything. So, right. um, but the team now, I don't know. Uh, you know, for seven eight years they were you know not that pretty mediocre at best. And then, uh, you know, last, you know, whatever hiring Lincoln Riley in, uh, November of 2021, things just, you know, everything changed. And I don't know how much you were following the team then or, or opposed to now, but it's kind of, you know, get your thoughts on, uh, where, you know, where charging football was and kind of where it's going right now.
3: I was definitely following them before then. I mean, before we are now, uh, like I said, I was always a uh, SC fan since I was about seven years old. So, I'm still following them, even though, you know, the things weren't going as planned. And I think we're back to, know, the prominence, man. I think we're back to, you know, the, is, uh, to, you know, the, the era when we were winning national championships. It was tough to, to watch them as we took that hit from the sanctions and, and taking them to L's. But I think we regroup now, and uh, it's exciting to just be, you know, committed to, uh, to excellence again. I mean, they're doing a great job. Lee Karani came in, turned the program around in just one year and uh, actually getting a, you know a lot of recruits to come back to the come back to SC and get a transfer portal and we one of the top top recruits in the transfer portal so it's definitely exciting to see them back do you kind of follow
1: along on Twitter a lot or where, where do you sort of follow along besides usc obviously because that's
3: I'm sure that's where you go all the time right. but yeah okay <laughs> right. uh, yeah usc I follow there I more I do more so on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah, there's some some I stuff. I follow the USC Athletics page, so I get updated a lot on what's going on. Are
1: really you a no TikTok way. guy?
3: Well,
1: No, nah, I'm not. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris is doing our TikTok page. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, getting some, some some views on there, some big videos, Chris. Trying. Trying yeah, to do it. I, I have to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> you have All to right. check it out. Um, yeah, and you're going to go to the spring game? Is that your plan? Uh, yeah, this, I plan next to go to the spring
3: Saturday? game on the 15th, yes.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So it should be a lot of former players and stuff there. I think last year there was a good amount of buzz and what was Mm -hmm. it, Chris, like 30,000 people or something came last year. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty good. Now that, you know, team wins 11 games, you got a Heisman trophy winner coming back. I'm thinking there's gonna be a lot of dudes, people looking for like autographs from Caleb Williams and stuff like that. So, right. um, Yeah. It's funny you almost forget about the Heisman because there's, you know, eleven wins is great. Didn't win the conference. Uh, didn't win your bowl game, but there's sort of like this stamp of approval. You know, when you win a major award like the Heisman Trophy, you know, it just sort of, right. it sort of like changes things. I don't know. I mean, um, no Heisman's like by the time that you were around there, but I mean, just that fresh off of just a couple of seasons ago having a Heisman Trophy winner or the season before yeah. you were there, it it must kind of legitimize the program a little bit.
3: No, it definitely does. It brings that excitement back. It shows us that we're doing something right. Um, it shows that we're headed in the right direction. Um, you got to just be able to rebound off that Heisman year and just repeat what you did from the year before and improve. So I think that uh, this year, I, I expect us to do better than we did last year and actually enter into the college playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, we had a question. Let me pull this up for you. Uh, this is from Midwest Trojan. I will. He was in chat, so thanks for putting a question for Trayvon. He said, if you could make one change with USC football, what would you like to see?
3: Right now? I mean, that's a tough question, man, because I think that uh, the change was bringing in Lincoln Riley and um, he's, he changed the program immediately right away. Uh, it's tough, man. I, honestly, I like what they're doing right now, so I can't really say I would like to change anything. I, probably the defense. Man. I mean, <laughs> I think the defense gave up a lot last year. Uh, we can improve on that, on that part, but I think we're doing a great job. And I know it's, it's, it's bigger than just the defensive coordinator and things like that. So the players got to buy in too, but I think we can just make more stops. I think that we'd be better off.
1: You played for obviously a legendary head coach and Pete Carroll, um, you know, USC in 2021 is four and eight and they hire a proven head coach and you're instantly an 11 win team and a, you win a Heisman. Um, it's different now because you can rebuild programs easier through the transfer portal or just faster, I guess. But right. what – and I, I was preaching the Trayvon for, for years. I was just like, hey, USC is in this mediocre place because you just haven't – you don't have an alpha head coach. You need someone that's just a, a – dog. he's just going to be – he's going to run the program and he's going to do it right and you're going to instantly win. All those decisions from behind the scenes, like how, how important is it in college football just to have a really good head coach that gets it and does – All the right things, probably a lot of stuff that we don't see as media and fans outside the program. But every day behind the scenes, they're doing all these things that are building
3: you up in the offseason to make it so you can win games in the fall. It's very important, man, because you got to have the team behind you and believing in you. And then once the team understands that you're sacrificing your own time and you're holding them accountable and that you believe in trusting them, they'll give it back to you. And I think that's what Lincoln Riley is doing. I think that's exactly what Pete Carroll did when we were there. We believed in him so much, man. And uh, his energy, uh, how he was passionate about the game, passionate about his players, uh, holding us accountable, uh, you know, making us work hard in the offseason. Um, the practices were uh, scripted and, you know, uh, the periods were very intense. And, you know, just having the team around you and having the right players around you and just being in that camaraderie, that, that's a Very important, and that's why you see those programs winning a lot.
1: Yeah. Kirsty, do you have something? Or- yeah,
2: just as someone who was, you know, a former high profile recruit and played during, you know, a great era of USC football, and someone who transferred as well, I just was wondering what your thoughts were on the new NIL rules for players that can, you know, make money off their name, image, and likeness now. And just your thoughts on, you know, the whole transfer portal and how it's changed college football. If you have any thoughts on those two uh, big picture things.
3: I actually like the NIL deal. I mean, I think it gives, you know, the players an opportunity to uh, get their name out there and be heard. Um, Like before, uh, not many people knew, but, you know, obviously we used to walk around campus and we had, you know, big names and people used to look up to us and, you know, asking for autographs and things like that. But we couldn't really do anything for ourselves, man. It was just tough just to live from a day to day basis. So them in implementing the NIL and giving you know players the opportunity to to be comfortable, in, in a sense to 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 play better, work work out better, and uh, just not just knowing where their the next meal is gonna come. Because many times, you know, uh, you get a check and then probably two days later, you you call it home. Trying to get some money just so that you can you can get a meal, get some gas in your car, and things like that. So I think it's it's great that they implemented that NIL deal because it's gonna give people opportunity to even set themselves up outside of football when football is over. You know, not everybody's gonna go to the NFL. So you got we you got players that been able to you know have enough money to just set themselves up outside of football when it's all over, even after college. Man, that just gives them. Uh, a breathing room just to get their life together. So I think that was uh, great to implement that Um the transfer portal. I like that as well. It just gives, you know, lower end school, not lower. I wouldn't say lower end, but kids that are uh, attending schools that like d one w 2 gives them the opportunity to transfer into higher programs and be seen. So I like that as well. So I think I love everything that what they're doing with college football right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it probably would have made, you know, your life easier, right, if there was a database and uh, for, you know, going to, I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't end up in Colorado, maybe you end up somewhere else, but um, you don't sit out and all that kind of stuff, too. So it's a little, it's a little bit different now. But I mean, there's more power to the players, I guess, right? You can make money, you can switch schools easier, where
3: before it was it seemed like everything was slanted against the players. Right. I mean, it can get tricky, too, because, I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, you can get lost in the portal as well. So you got to just be cautious about what you're trying to do. Um, You know, just have a a good team around you. Have a good plan in terms of what you want to do when you're moving forward and you're trying to transfer. Make sure that, you know, it works out best for you because everything don't work out how you plan. So you just got to be strategic in terms of what you want, what you're trying to do when you enter to that portal. All right. Well, Trayvon Patterson,
1: former USC Wide receiver,
3: Long Beach Poly, uh,
1: just an absolute stud from down there. A legend, and uh, the Long Beach Polly yeah. is a jackrabbit. And uh, you know, hopefully, you and Chris can bump into each other down there. Right. But <laughs> thanks Absolutely. for coming on. We appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing some insights. Thanks for having me. For sure. And then uh, anyway, so you can follow him on Twitter at Trayvon Patterson. Uh,
3: any other way you want people to get a hold of you? Uh, Instagram uh, T underscore Patterson as well, and okay. um, you know. Again, SE community. If you have any real estate needs, man, don't hesitate to reach out. I love to show you how I can bring value to your family.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, Trayvon, thanks for coming on. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon.
3: All right. Thank you. Fight on.
1: All right. Take care. Right. Ah, great to hear uh, from Trayvon. That was cool stuff. Um, appreciate him coming on. Yeah, you'd you'd never cross paths, huh? With uh...
2: no, can't say, can't say that I have, but I hope I do now. Down in the uh, 1600 Athletic Avenue.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, that's good. I mean, you want to see more dudes from SC coming on, uh, you know, coming from, like, schools like that where you just – you're used to that, right? You knew where these guys were coming from and, um, you know, what they brought to the table. We just haven't seen – what was the last poly guy that was at SC? Like, there was a – do you remember? Uh, Was it since you've covered
2: the team? Has there been anybody? uh, Juju was on the team. But, like,
1: since – since Juju, I'm trying Since to think. Since
2: Juju, like a new poly commit, I feel like I'm blanking on someone, but I don't think so. I really don't think so. I mean, Matt Corral was at, at oh, yeah. Poly, but you know, obviously he did not go to to USC. I, I don't, I don't think he was committed when he was at Poly. There was Jake Garcia was at Poly yeah, for a brief time. That's true. Wasn't committed though. No, you know, obviously they were involved in Dalen Austin, Dylan Williams, the former USC commit, uh, Ashari Crosswell. I know they had offered him, but he did not end up going with ASU. So off the top of my head, I don't think there's been a Iman Marshall, obviously Jack Jones. Jack Jones might have been the last one that I. Oh, yeah. Okay. He might have been like the the overlap for me when I just got there. So Jack Jones might be the technicality, but outside of that, I cannot remember anyone else.
1: Yeah, it's
2: not it's not a
1: lot. Um, yeah, someone in the chat, uh, Vince in the chat, the chat said Jack Jones. Uh, but it'd be good to see that coming back. I mean, if you're like early Pete Carroll era, like they started building a lot of dudes from from Polly and you you know what was you know the. Mercedes lewis coming out of there. like there was a huge you know darnell bing um there were a whole bunch of dudes that were like big time recruits coming out of that herschel dennis they had the, the poly five and four of them end up going to sc back in the day so yeah we've we've had darnell bing on the show we've had some jackrabbits uh as guests so that's good uh but I'm yeah a well, the, the, we're a friend of the jackrabbits yeah i mean that's your hood you know you gotta i wish miracosta could get some more dudes but sure. not really um, sure not really that in an ideal world for ryan <laughs> I was just gonna, I'll cover more high school if I go to uh, if I can just go to MiraCosta. Um, well, we got to get some we, you know, I, I guess it's not really uh, let me find where the thing oh, you're is. Gonna do the thing. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, this is dude. Deuce Robinson. Five star tight end. In the US, you know, USC called him a wide receiver too. But uh, yeah, out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Pinnacle. Pinnacle High School. Going to USC probably unless he <laughs> goes and plays baseball. Um, but Chris, wanted to kind of get your thoughts on. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, and then the announcement happened. You guys did a, a composite two-star recruits podcast, and, and sort of gave some scenarios about him committing. Uh, and then you know, within hours, he did. So you didn't you didn't delay your show or anything because I think that was been bad luck before uh but yeah give me you know give us some thoughts on uh deuce committing
2: and just a quick plug we did drop a new composite two-star recruits this morning almost four hours and a big part of that is because we had our first guest shotgun sprattling he came on the show and we spent an hour just talking about Deuce robinson and baseball and that potential next step for deuce and what that looks like now Lincoln Riley, you know, talked about in, on Saturday, he was asked, obviously asked a lot about Deuce Robinson. Now that he's signed, he can talk about him and this long recruitment, three and a half years. But I feel like it still has to go a little bit longer. Now, Lincoln Riley was very confident that Deuce Robinson was going to play football for USC next year. And whether that means he's going to sign a professional contract with an MLB team. Let's say he's drafted in the fourth round. He'll sign with them. Play football and then in his off time from football will try to play minor league baseball, kind of like what Russell Wilson did back when he was at NC State and then later Wisconsin. So that's one path. And the other path, if he doesn't sign, you know, he doesn't like the money that's being offered, you know, drafted outside of the 10 rounds or something, you know, he can play both USC baseball and USC football, which would obviously be a big boost for the baseball team. But shotgun. Breaks all of that down. It's a very interesting dynamic. You know, he is listed as a tight end by all major recruiting services six foot six, 230, 30, 34 pounds, 30, 240 pounds, but listed as a wide receiver by Lincoln Riley in that little graphic they put out. And Lincoln Riley went out and said, You know, I don't really see him as a tight end. And which is fair, Deuce Robinson is a unique body type, a rare athlete that, you know, probably is better than any position you can put him in. You can't put him in a box as a tight end or wide receiver. He's just a guy who you can move all around the field, find those matchups. He's a mismatch in the slot. He's a terror on the outside. Maybe you can even put him in the backfield a little, whatever. He's that good of an athlete. He played wildcat quarterback at pinnacle, led the team with 1,400 yards, I think like 16 touchdowns, something like that. Just an all-around athlete. Obviously, a potential high draft pick for Major League Baseball. He's just a real big weapon that USC's offense did not have physically. Six foot six. You know, you got six foot four, Jacoby Lane coming in. Walker Lyons, he mentioned as well when he gets here in 2024. USC has gotten bigger in their pass catching room, whether that's a tight end, wide receiver, whatever. They are bigger. And that was something they really wanted wanted to attack with this high school class. And that was something that Lincoln Riley mentioned. You know, they got a lot of speed in that room. They've added a lot of quote unquote juice in that room. Zachariah Branch, Makai Lemon, Rigleek Brown, fast guys. Now they've got some size to go with those quicker guys. Now it's just a better combination of guys they can throw out there, really stress a defense. You know, we have the super guy, fast guy in the slot. Oh, we have a six foot six guy on the other side. So it's a lot of stress on the defense. And that's always what you want to look for with an offense and keep tinkering, keep adding. You know, I think we'll see more wrinkles now that Deuce is there, now that they have more of an H back kind of body with. Carson Tabarachi at that position. Now they can do a lot more and Lincoln's going to probably expand the offense for what we've seen last year. Another weapon for Caleb Williams. This is a huge addition. And again, the composite two-star recruits, we talk about it for like two hours, a dude, just Robinson about that potential and what it means for just getting bigger on the front in terms of run blocking, having a six foot six guy who can, who can, you know, power block out there. So go listen to that, go into much detail than what I can get on this show. But yeah, it's a huge win for USC and puts them back at the top of the Pac-12 uh, high school recruiting rankings and overall rankings, which is the first time since 2018 since USC has had the number one class in the Pac-12, which is crazy to think about. Yes. Crazy to think about and probably something that should never have happened, but here we are. They broke a, a five-year drought of not having the number one class in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. Getting this is a big deal. And, you know, to be fair, Lincoln like Riley was talking about he doesn't see him as like an every down tight end. Like it's not like he's not gonna play, but it's going to more be more that big sort of outside wide receiver and the flex tight end I'd as say. well, like we would to call it. Yeah. Know, he's
2: the new age tight end where it's he's more he's less tight end, more wide receiver, but also more tight end than wide receiver. It's just he's just a hybrid kind of in the middle kind of guy.
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, maybe similar to what we saw Drake London play, you know, when he was like a freshman and they're still we're sort of like playing around with that. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, maybe some high production in the red zone. Um, I just don't see him being a volume pass catcher just because there's so many options. Uh, but it'll be curious to see sort of where his specialty ends up being if it is in the red zone and he has kind of a higher percentage of touchdowns to throw catches. That fade ball baby, throw that yeah, fade ball.
2: The- you got Jacoby Lane, pogo stick, six foot four, can catch to the best of them. You know, put him in the fade ball, but also. Deuce Robinson's fast. Like, don't sleep on Deuce Deuce Robinson being, you know, a down the field threat. He's not obviously Zachariah Branch fast or whatever, but he's an athlete. He can get down the field and outrun some defenders. So he could definitely be a field stretcher in that sense too.
1: It was funny being in Hawaii back in January and watching those two guys on the field. And, you know, it's a group of high school prospects that are all highly ranked, but some guys just sort of like stand out. Like if you didn't know diddly about, stuff you know you would just look at that and go like, i want that guy that guy looks like he's really freaking good at whatever he's doing and like zachariah branch is like one of those dudes and deuce robinson didn't show up for till i think day two or something for practice and you know he towers over everybody you're like oh yeah I, I think i want that guy you know and so a couple of dudes that you just look at compared to other really top high school prospects without knowing anything you'd say yeah the, I'll i'll take those two guys
2: <laughs> give me those guys and Look, USC is getting those guys once again, yeah. getting those guys where you look on a football field like, OK, that's a dude yeah. getting more of those guys need more of those guys on defense. Let's be honest. But oh, yeah, they're still they're still building that. You know, they got one, Anthony Lucas. You look at him like I want that guy. Tacky Curtis, you, you look at that guy like I want that guy. Braylon Shelby, when he comes here in the summer, you look at that guy like six foot six off the edge. Yeah, I want that. I think guy. I think so he'd be good. They're yeah. getting more of those guys. They still need more on the uh, defensive side of the ball
1: for sure. Um, speak keep it with the tight ends this week in practice. So USC is going to practice a little bit later. We're recording this live. Uh it is what is it? Are uh, we live? We're live. Oh my god. Thursday afternoon. And in a couple hours, they'll start practice. I guess it's, right now it's uh 135 or whatever. Yeah. The we, oh, we, how many do we have hundred degenerates? I have a degenerate count. Uh we're like 83 degenerates. Okay. Um so not bad. But uh yeah, coming up. Hopefully you guys are enjoying uh the, the live show if you're watching us live. But yeah, we'll be at practice a little bit later today. But on Tuesday, we got to hear from uh Zach Hansen, who is the tight ends coach. Uh, Lincoln Riley talked about Carson Tabarachi a little bit more. The tight end depth has sort of been a topic almost every time we hear from Lincoln Riley. And, you know, we heard from Lincoln Riley on Saturday talking about Deuce Robinson. Um, also, Zach Hansen talked about. You know, Deuce Robinson and recruiting him and uh, how he makes the team better and all of that. So tight end talk has been a sort of a big thing the last couple of weeks around USC, Chris.
2: Right. And this is interesting for me as a former tight end played that in youth league. Let's go shout out to 88, my number. But if you listen to the Family Food podcast, RIP, love that podcast. I literally like bought every ounce of tight end stock. Every year, every off-season, I would buy tight end stock. And I probably, what, put 2000 metaphorical dollars into that. I'm down big, Ryan. I'm down bad in terms of the stock that I bought in the tight end group and how it's depreciated terribly. But now I feel like I'm at a point where I can start to get my metaphorical money back in the tight end group. Because, yes, they're thin. But I like the direction that it's going, you know, with Lake McCree being a guy who can contribute. Obviously, Deuce Robinson is a guy who we just talked about. Jude Wolfe is going to come back healthy, presumably. But you got Carson Tabarachi as the H-back who could do a lot of things. Good athlete, running back, catch out of the backfield block. And then Kate Eldridge, who is a sleepy, a sleepy, a sleeper pick for a guy who can come in and, hey, let's see what this guy can do. Played at a small school in Washington, so maybe the competition level's not right there. But who knows? We've seen guys come in and be like, hey, this guy's going to play right away. Maybe Cade is in that position, especially for a position group that doesn't have a lot of depth right now. Walker Lyons coming in 2024. Tight end group on the upswing, I would say. But Carson Tabarachi is one of the guys we talked to on Tuesday. Got to talk with him. He's just very grateful to be back on the field. He went through a back surgery. Last offseason, which we, we didn't know what the injury was. And Lincoln Riley kind of said, you know, he had that back surgery, which it's obviously a scary injury. You know, it's something that backs, anytime you hear back surgery, it's a little worrisome. So, you know, don't put too much on him. Still learning the offense. Played linebacker last year. I can't even say played linebacker because he was injured all year. He was like, man, I, I just want to be on the field and I just want to contribute in any way possible. You know, he's not going to catch 100 balls next year, but. If he can catch, like, 15 and be a contributor, I think that's what he really wants to do. You know, get his feet wet with his team and just be back on the field, which he is in uh, spring. You know, he's gotten some praise from the coaches. Tabo, you know, he's making some plays. He can do a lot of cool things with that position and that athleticism he brings from, from Utah. He's just very excited to be back on the field.
1: Yeah. I want to give a shout out um, in the chat to uh, John okay. Walker. Okay. He said it's 5.35 a.m. Tokyo time. Whoa! Can't can't miss. He said can miss, but I think he means can't miss tunnel vision. So, Oh, my goodness. I love the international. International. Yeah, international degenerates. I love that. That's great. Uh, I've got the Masters on watching a little bit of that, too. So, Um, yeah, so good tight end talk there. We also heard last week we heard from Kyle McDonald, uh, the running backs coach. But this week we had uh, Darwin Barlow and Austin Jones. A couple of veteran, you know, both transfer, uh, running backs, but the running back room looks a lot different. I mean, you got Rayleigh Brown who's doing more slot work now. Uh, but you get, you know, Marshawn Lloyd coming in the transfer, um, from South Carolina. You got a couple stud freshmen in there, including like Marion Peterson, who looks like a, looks like a dude six foot two or whatever he is, a big guy. Um, it's a different looking, uh, running back room, Chris. So I think, uh, I think USC is going to be in good hands there. And it would be interesting to see what the competition is going to be like.
2: Running back room is just a giant mystery to me, but not in a bad way. I just like, don't know what there's a lot of talent in there. There are a lot of veterans in there. A lot of young guys in there, a lot of dynamic ability in there, you know, Relique playing more of a slot. So kind of in between those two, but even if Relic is just a full-time wide receiver next year, not saying he is, but I'm saying he, if he is moving over there for, for his main role in 2023 that's still five really good running backs in that room without relief really, with the two freshmen, Darwin, and then the two lead guys who we presume is, go, presume is going to be fighting for that starting job and Marshawn Lloyd and Austin Jones. Just a lot deeper. And it's a big question mark for me in terms of, I don't know what it's going to look like. And again, not a bad thing. It's not like they have depth issues or talent issues. They can have, like, if you told me any of those guys were going to be the starter, I'd be like, okay, they must have had a really good spring or a really good fall, and they balled out. I think freshmen can play early at a running back. We know this. So a lot of competition. I think a lot of people are pegging Marshawn Lloyd to be the number one guy. I'm still in on Austin Jones. That's just me for right now. Uh, remember, don't forget how he played during that stretch of games after Travis Dye went out. I know it did not end on the best note, but there was a three-game stretch where he was a guy. He was a grown man running out there. And I have not forgotten that. So Austin Jones is still my pick to be the number one back. But I respect that Marshawn Lloyd, a DeMatha alum, is uh, a guy who is very much competing for that role and could be the number one guy by the time we uh, the season one, the
1: week one game rolls, week zero, excuse me, rolls yeah. around. Uh, Muhammad's in there in the chat and he says he's from Dubai, oh United Emirates. That's pretty cool, man. We got people all over the globe checking out.
2: I need one Australian person. If there's someone from Australia, hey, watching, down under, yeah. And Muhammad
1: but, said he's a USC fan, so that's it's very the cool.
2: next day in those countries,
1: right? Uh, yes, I believe so. I believe definitely it's. definitely in
2: Australia. I know it's like it's already like Saturday in Australia or something stupid, like, no. <laughs> Something crazy like.
1: That. <laughs> we also there was also talk in the chat about um, who you're going to root for when USC plays Maryland and like their fans. We've already we've gone over this. We've stuff. We've like-
2: gone over this. And the answer is Maryland. No, I'm just joking. I'm a journalist above all. Yes. And I will cover the game to the best of my abilities. Might I wear Maryland underwear under my (laughs) clothes? Possibly. (laughs) But who are you to judge me wearing that? That just may be the day of the underwear in my rotation. You don't know that. Yeah. I will be a a journalist first above a football fan, and I will cover the team applicably as to the best of my abilities. Yeah. But if it's a college park, all bets are off. Yeah. When well, the not, game is in Maryland, all bets are off. And, no we might do a, and we said we might do a bar takeover in college. We park. could do that. But we're looking too far ahead. We don't know the schedule. We don't know. We don't know any of that. When we're going to college park Maryland, we don't know.
1: No cheering in the press box. We are not. We don't have rooting interest. Well, I'm on the um, field, so. That's right. I I'm you on can't the cheer field. down there either. Not supposed I, don't to I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They don't you're say wear- nothing about wearing Maryland underwear. They don't say anything about that. True. But if you're wearing like a photo so. vest, you're not supposed to be cheering for anybody. Uh, that's just one of our jobs as journalists, but, you know, I only cheer we, for a good game. We cover USC. Uh, it's, you know, honestly, just in our best interest when USC does well, that's great. Uh, it helps all of it. So, and I, you know, I started the site because I was a huge USC fan, but then once it becomes your job, and becomes now you're a journalist in this, then you have to be objective. If we're covering a recruit, you know, USC could get in trouble if one of us is trying to talk them into, you know, Going to USC like that's not our job. We're not supposed to be part of the process. We're just reporting on everything. So just I know there was some discord in there. So I wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit. Another guy, Cooper Lovelace, one of my dudes, uh, he spoke to the media for the first time, I believe, as a Trojan on Tuesday. Did you get the You got in on him a little bit, Chris just at the end. Just at the end. Yeah. He's so, like, the personality is so good.
2: Well, I requested him, and I knew you you him, interviewed him during the recruiting process. Yeah. Very well-spoken, very personable, just a great on-camera interview, and I wasn't worried about uh, him being shot in front of the camera. He He's no. like that, and he fits LA well, and I know he's having a good time. You know, he comes from, you know, Kansas, you know, didn't play yeah. that much football growing up, and then... You know, played his final year of high school, went to JUCO, and his life changed. You know, coming to USC and being in California and doing all that. So, very appreciative of the journey he's on. Will he contribute this year? That's a question. He's, he's obviously a a good looking guy, six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds. That's a big offensive lineman. One USC could use. You know, he's working at center and guard, but just a great teammate. You know, I, I'm down there all the time for games, and he's a guy who's always first to. Get a guy ready to go in. You know when Mason Murphy's getting ready or Cortland Ford's getting ready. He's a guy you know mimicking as defensive lineman to get their pass sets ready. He's the guy who's getting people up on the sideline, getting people hyped, and he stays Burn late after up. practice. He's he's a good he's a good teammate, good locker room guy. So yeah. you hope he makes his way on the field and is able to maybe contribute on the deep, too deep or be on special teams or, or whatnot. But just a really great guy who's really happy to be at USC
1: for sure. You, you have those friends if you're living in Southern California or have or you met people that move to LA from the Midwest and they're sort of like overwhelmed. And there's, the people are just like, yeah, like, Oh, I'm going to go to Disneyland. I'm going to go to the mountains. I'm going to the beach, you know, just like, this is great. And just, he's just one of those people that just completely embraced the Southern California lifestyle. So uh, good for him. Glad to, you know, hopefully he gets to do some contributions to the team this year. Um, Speaking of contributions and former players, uh, we got to see some big names out of practice on Tuesday. So Norm Chow, I saw him walk it in. So I stopped and said hello. Uh, but, you know, I covered him. I mean, I covered him when he was at SC, but also he, uh, when I was covering Fresno State, like on the side um, for the barkboard, and he was the Hawaii head coach. So I was at like uh, Mountain West Media Day's, in Vegas and got to talk to him back then. And then I spoke at some quarterback club in uh right here in Redondo Beach actually. And uh Norm was there, so he's been a part of that for a while. So he lives in Manhattan Beach, so I kind of see him around. But it was good to kinda, of, you know, bump into him. He was going to the Dodger game later on. Just wanna come check out, see what things were doing. And then Amon ross St. Brown uh was at practice early on and then and Chen and Wosu was was there as well. Uh Detroit Lions and uh Seattle uh, Seahawks. But yeah, Uchano was good. You know, local dude uh, down the street in Arbonne High School. Good to see him. Um,
2: Is Dorm Ar- Chow just like universally beloved by USC fans? Is he in that?
1: I think so. Like, there was like, I don't know, it was like a perceived feud or whatever. But like, at one point, Pete Carroll sort of wanted to elevate Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what uh, most of us thought was that when people talked well about USC and the offense, it was like Norm Chow's offense coming in. Cause he had a lot of success at BYU. Then what NC state, I believe it was. And uh, then came to USC and some people felt like Pete Carroll was like, Hey, it's USC's offense. It's not Norm Chow's offense. And sort of like wanted Sark and lane to, to kind of do well, but I they won championships when Norm was on the offense. And I've talked to him about, you know, the spread kind of stuff now and how he says they were doing a lot of those concepts back then uh, with their own with BYU and everything. So um, you should get Norm on. It'd be good to get Norman. on. Uh, I like talking to him. He's, I mean, he's still, he's still, I don't know. He's retired, but I mean, he could be, he could do whatever he wants. I think he's got a bunch of grandkids and stuff around now, but yeah, he, I, I mean, obviously amazing offensive mind, but to answer your question. Yeah. I think, I don't th- I don't think there's a lot of USC fans I've run into. that is like, Oh, Norm Chow don't like him. Um, I think everybody seems to love him.
2: Okay. For good reason. The opposite of Graham Harrell, it seems.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, I sort of like when Graham came in, I was kind of like, all right, I mean, this could work. And then the more you kind of go, it's just like.
2: It's hey, just... they'll always have the four 100-yard receiver game against UCLA. That they'll always have that. They'll
1: always have that. That was a big they'll always have that.
2: Uh, They can't take that away from anybody.
1: True. That was a good receiver room. Uh, that included Drake London, right? So he was part of that, right? He was yeah. Drake,
2: yeah. Amon Ra, Tyler Vaughs, and Michael Pittman. Yeah, I believe that was the four. I love to bring it up. <laughs> Clay Helton had Michael Pittman, Amon Ra, and Drake yeah. London all on the same team together, and Tyler yeah. Vaughs all on the same team, all on yeah. the same on uh, the field at the same time.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else from practice you wanted to bring up, Chris? I got nothing. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back. We got some questions. If you have any questions in the YouTube chat, I've starred a few of them that you've had. I will uh, bring those up too. Back in a minute.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
1: guitar i was playing a guitar is it might have been a guitar i don't know it's uh, a royalty free music you know
2: oh that's what it, that's the instrument it is royalty we get we get dinged
1: if you play too long of a, a real song so you you know i've
2: i learned this the hard way with the uh the there's live stream for the because i played scorpion
1: yeah you're playing you like a hurricane yeah you play too long of that and then they ding you on youtube when we get when we put the the uh, videos up. They don't like that. So, uh, okay, let me start with a voicemail, Chris.
3: Hey, Ryan, first of all, Thomas from Malibu. Just wanted to tell you what a great job you guys
1: are doing. Love everything you're doing. Can you help me on one thing? I just got done watching Colin's uh, interview online with Lincoln today. And is it just me or does it look like Lincoln Riley's office has not been repainted or touched up since 1974? I mean, the windowsills are peeling paint. We can't do better than that. I mean, literally, it looks like the interview is taking place in a, in a prison cell for kind of love. Can we get some word to USC to
3: please spruce up Lincoln's office? That's it. Have a great day. And again, fight on. Uh,
1: well, it can't be older than 2009 or 10. It's like that's when that building was, you know, the John McKay Center was built. But to be to be fair, I think that building. I uh, talked to someone around USC who's working in that building and for another sport. Yeah, out of date, needs upgrades. All it's that. paint. They when they, I mean, unfortunately, during the the many bad years of athletic directors that just didn't know what they were doing phase of USC. Like, there's some cool stuff in the John McKay Center, but they literally built it for like the exact amount of people that Lane Kiffin had on his staff, which back then you didn't have recruiting analysts and all these other analysts and stuff. So there's not enough office space. I mean, that's one of the things Lincoln Riley said when he came in last year, like all the things you had to fix, like it was like, where does everyone go? There's not enough office space for all these people. So a little, I would say some of the design was short-sighted. Um, And, you know, there's some similar things you could say about, like, with the Coliseum stuff. There's cool stuff, but there's other things you're like, you could have done that better. But, yeah, I I didn't notice the paint peeling kind of thing, but um, I don't know. Any issues with his office, Chris? I mean, I didn't see the video, so
2: I don't know. But, hey, when that big check, when the Big Ten check starts coming in, hey, that's a lot of money for uh, some construction materials and uh, some paint.
1: Just saying. But we see them when we do our Zoom calls with them, We get to see them in the office. He's got a bunch of USC stuff there. I mean, I, I, nothing looked like super egregious to me. Look, I guess we I,
2: agree that they think they need upgrades. For sure. For sure. And I won't even bring up locker rooms because if I bring up USC locker rooms, everyone's mm. going to go into a tizzy. Right. They know this. It's on them now. It's yeah. on the athletic department. So I, cut that check.
1: I think um, within the next – I mean – Within the next year, you're going to have some announcements. And it's funny, Lincoln Riley's hinted at some cool stuff coming like soon. He keeps hinting. He's hinted. Could it be about facilities? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Let me pull up a YouTube comment or question. Uh, this is from Daniel. I'm hearing nothing but good stuff from Riley about the defense. Are we being tricked? The upgrade is undeniable, but is the impact already noticed
2: I wouldn't say you're being tricked, but I would say that it's spring football. I mean, he's not going to say they suck. you know <laughs> he's going Fair. to he's going to say the things that he likes that he's seeing he's not not giving everything that he doesn't like. I'm sure there are things he's, he doesn't like right now, but I will say they are noticeably. Uh, better looking in some areas. You know, you got Anthony Lucas running around. You got a big Kyron Bars out there. Tackett Curtis, Mason Cobb. You don't have Eric Gentry out there right now still recovering from that ankle surgery. So you got some things to like, you know, but I'm not saying you're being tricked, but I'm saying like it's spring football. This is the things the coaches say all the time. You know, guys are looking good. They're hitting better. They're tackling better. We won't really know. You know, the spring game maybe will give us a little bit more insight into that. And they have some scrimmage coming up. We'll learn more about that. But you know we're really not going to know until we see it on a Saturday. Yeah, we see it in a game. You know, I'm not saying San Jose State is going to give them that that real test. They're they're not. So, but we can see some some improvements in those games, and you won't really get to know
1: until uh, a Saturday. Yeah, I, mean, I think if you were to talk about, I, I think I'm more optimistic on the defense than most. Sure, sure. You're just listening to what Lincoln Riley has to say. You're listening to what players and coaches are saying and you can buy it or you know, and if if you find out that they're going to have a hundredth ranked defense or something again, in major statistical categories, I'll say, Nope, I was wrong. I bought in that, you know, keeping the staff the same was good. And the upgrades were enough and the focus on the defense and year two in the system and all that kind of stuff. I'm, Taking, you know, I, I'm believing what Lincoln Riley is saying about all that stuff, and I know some fans are kind of skeptical, and they're not really, uh, but yeah. Uh, but you're I'm, more willing to to
2: listen to what Riley has to say than say a Clay Helton,
1: right? I be, like because I'm believing what he's saying because he's said Lincoln things really? and they came true, and they were, and you saw it, you know, like oh, that makes sense. Uh, he's not saying things you're at USC and you can have a lot of success, right? Like you could win the PAC 12 in 2017 and still look at the season and go, wow, that was lucky here or, but against this team that was good, they didn't look good at all. And if Clay Helton says we're standing pat because we won the PAC 12 in 2017, it's sort of like, well, but you also got blown out in this game. And then there's reason to be skeptical. Like I'm not, as of now, there's no reason for me to be skeptical of what Lincoln Riley is saying because he's been right on all this stuff. So, um,
2: yeah, he's, he's earned p- the right for you yeah. to to listen to what he says. Okay, we'll 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 agree with this. Maybe we won't outright, you know, call it out, but we're willing to 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 let that uh, let let wait and see the results instead of like just crying about it, right? for, for yeah. yelling, you know, this is going to be miserable. I mean, there's still people doing that, for sure. You know, Grinch is still number one on everyone's hate board right now, but, you know, we we have to go through the season. You have to go through the season and the off season and see where it lands. You know, they'll, they'll make some more moves in the transfer portal, specifically, most likely on defense, where, you know, by the, by the end of that portal window, you might be feeling a lot better about the defense.
1: Yeah, and I, I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt and people can be skeptical and that's fine. And I think you're, if you're a UFC football fan, you're used to just being skeptical and seeing the sky is falling for most things. And you would have been right for many, many years, but it's just one of those things where if you had like a favorite restaurant and you have a favorite waiter and you go in and everything he's recommended for you for the last few months has been spot on. Try the special today. It's been great. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, for you just to not believe him one day, like, well, why? He's earned it, that trust. Like, maybe he's going to be wrong sometimes, but he's given you enough, you know, specials that you're like, okay, I'm trying to trust what he's telling me. And for the most part, you're probably going to be right. So I think Lincoln Riley's earned that trust there. So if he's telling you, hey, man, the defense is going to be a bunch better, uh, I would believe it until it doesn't happen. And you can say, nope, you should have fired Grinch or whatever you want to do.
2: I know off 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 topic, but I know people are like making the – Chris is tired again joke because I'm rubbing my eye, but there's legitimately something in my eye it's Oh, bugging me.
1: Sorry, man. I already
2: know that there's people saying that, but I just want to stand for the record. The other times, yes, because I'm tired, but this time it's because there's something in my eye.
1: Do we have an eyewash station here? I should, I like should call a, HR. Like I probably a, need
2: like a, that. Like in a chemistry building?
1: No, yeah. Like, yeah you need that we sometimes. The, the, I think even in like workplaces, a lot of times you need it. Uh, Coach B says, what's up, my dudes? Uh, any chance of a crossover episode with the Victory Podcast? would love to see a joint episode with... Keely, Cody, and Dion. Coach B.
2: Shout out to Coach B. Asks a lot of questions for the composite two star. Yes. Recruit. So shout out to Coach B. And probably not because they they think there is a um, um, and when I say they I mean UC USC. compliance <laughs> thinks that we are a trash recruiting site or something.
1: Those are my words keely would love to come on i think cody and dion they would all do that um but yeah there's probably a usc roadblock there uh which if we wanted to fight you know keely's been there a little over a year now um yeah it's a headache it's it's like a headache like you don't like it's like a battle do you really want to fight this battle we could i could go in and fight the battle and and prove to them why the Yeah, Ryan, get in there. Yeah. But you know, there's there's other fish fry. But yeah, that'd be great. Uh obviously we love it's great. I saw Keeley Tuesday. Um, you know, we're still uh, you know happy birthday. Yeah, she just, just had her, her birthday. birthday this week. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to Keely. Keely. Uh yeah, and congrats. Cody Kessler got married recently too. So uh that's pretty cool. Um we got a question from Tuscan Raider too. Love me Star Wars. Uh thoughts on the move to the Big Ten. I think most Trojans see it as bittersweet, but should be fun. Fight on Tuscan Raider. Um I don't like know.
2: Throwback if, question.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's bittersweet. Uh no, it's definitely bittersweet for some. You think
2: it's so it is? You're losing the tradition of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire right now. But still, tradition is what makes you know college football. College football its what yes. makes it different from the NFL. True. And I think that's where the bitterness is coming from. Just like leaving that for a new thing. When Maryland left for the ACC, it was better – or left the ACC, it was bittersweet because like my whole life, Maryland's been the ACC. You know, these rivalries, Duke, UNC, blah, 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 Virginia, it was all that. But needed to make the move for us. Needed to do that breakup for us so we can grow. So, Yeah. The money helps, so
1: yeah, I think it's going to be great for football. It, I, but we still don't know how it's all going to look, right. and the college football landscape is just changing. This media rights deal that's dragging on—we talked about in the podcast of Champions earlier today—all that stuff is going to impact how things go. So I'm really curious to see uh, how it all pans out. Um, but I think a lot of USC fans are, you know, in favor. But it. There's still a lot of details left, and depending how the details fall, like it could be a little worse than you thought, or maybe it's a little better than you thought too. So, Uh, but the way college football is changing, like to not be able to be in the same uh, neighborhood as as your peers that you know Alabama's and Ohio State's, you need to be in that neighborhood if you want to compete for championships. So, I don't know if USC had any choice there. Uh, Our buddy Manfred. Uh, money bags give me the cha-ching he did give me the cha-ching do i have that or yeah you got it nice thanks manford um wait what did he do he donated 4.99 so thanks not a show we usually get donations from but you know manford's around he's throwing money around i love it but he says uh, who is sarah trevino or trevino and is she related to my boy 10k who's soon to be 20k uh she so when speaking of copyright Um, tunnel vision when we first created the show and keely and everything was on uh we used foreigners uh double vision song uh as like a theme song and it was i believe i forget who but anyway yeah so it was like to the tune of double vision but then that or so our theme song for the show but then that would get dinged and we couldn't use it so sarah trevino Got, I think it was her master's at USC, um, the girlfriend of a poster on the Peristyle, actually, that we got connected with. And she composed our new Tunnel Vision intro song. So we thank her for doing that. So it is an original piece of music that was composed for our show. And now we don't get dinged for copyright infringement. But she is not related to Chris. Just to be clear, you're saying there is a Parastyle men member who is dating a
2: cilantro girl? I Also, it goes by the last name Trevino.
1: Is I, that what you're saying? I assume she's a cilantro girl. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. The uscfootball.com metaverse <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is fascinating. Filled with a lot of cilantro.
1: Yeah. Thanks, uh, Manfred, for uh, the donation. We appreciate that. Uh, Cameron in the chat says, uh, who has the most pressure in 2023? Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, or the USC roster?
2: Alex Grinch. Duh.
1: Yeah. Uh, all the pressure's on him. It's but, not on the roster.
2: But because it's on Alex Grinch, it's sort of on Lincoln Riley because he doubled down and brought yeah, Alex Grinch in. It's but no still, one's going to like. It's still on Grinch, but you could talk me into Lincoln Riley because of the double down to bring Grinch back.
1: Yeah. But I think, like, they're going to score a zillion points again. And so you're probably going to be like, yeah, Lincoln, that didn't work out so well. But you're still really good at what you do. So we'll, you know, you can move on now. So, but I, yeah, I think you can say it's on Lincoln rally too, but really on Alex Grinch to, to perform for the defense to just be better. You know, if it's a top 50 defense, like last year, they're probably in the playoff. Cause they weren't in the top hundred. Um, so that's kind of where they are. Thanks uh, for that one. We got an email from Nelson. Hey guys, is the next Heisman winner from USC currently on the roster or committed to USC?
2: Currently on the roster or committed to USC? So I think
1: not like either or. I think will the next Heisman winner be in the next four or five years, I or guess. Or like,
2: playing at a different school.
1: Yeah. But th- yeah. So if they're on the roster now or a current commit? Um, oh, well, I'm
2: going to say no to the current commit cause It's there's only one commit and it's, uh, or uh, at least in 2024, Joey yeah. Olson. So I'm throwing out 2024 and Dylan Rayle is not committed to USC. Okay. In terms of this current class, you know your your Zachary Branch is like a a Heisman caliber kind of guy if it all pans out, and then Malachi Nelson, obviously, are on the current roster. I would say yes.
1: I'm gonna say yes too. It
2: would it would be on the roster right now.
1: Yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley has a proven track record of whoever's his quarterback. Is going to be in contention. Um, you got guys like Rayleigh Brown and Zachariah Branch, that you know, some dudes that could just blow up and be, you know, Reggie Bush type of guys. Not not, you know, direct comparison, but like someone that would be in the Heisman talk because they're so dynamic of a player. Or Caleb Williams <laughs> wins again. Or like Malachi Nelson or Miller Moss or whoever wins, there ends up being USC, whoever's USC's quarterback has a good shot of winning the trophy. So I'll say, yeah, I think they'll win that basically say you think they're gonna win one in the next three or you know three years or so. Um, and I think I think they can. so I'll say I'll say yes. uh let's do this is let's see Surfer boy uh three thousand. any thoughts on the impact coach Sanders is making in Boulder so he's talking about coach Prime Dion Sanders. And are they really a threat to the Pac-12 and 24, 25? I personally don't think so, but what do you guys think? Um,
2: I don't know what to make of Coach Prime. Got a lot of talent coming in, but like it's not Jackson. It's Jackson State, right? Or Jacksonville State. It's not Jackson State. Whatever. It's yeah. not JSU. This is like still a Power Five conference. We'll see what that looks like. There are growing pains when you get a roster that. Won zero games last year. They won one game. They won one game, right? One game. The big cow. right? We were watching that game. Yeah. Together. I like, in... can't believe they won. Where were we watching that?
1: Was that in uh, Palo Alto? No, no, that was. Shotgun was there, right?
2: Oh, whatever. Well, we we're on the we road were somewhere. for somewhere. We're on the road for somewhere. Won one game. You know, you still brought some good guys, some really good players in. But you know, still can be some growing pains, and you know, you're not going to have the inherent talent advantage over every other team that you play on the schedule. So I think there'll be growing pains this year and we'll see how that plays out with the team. Could they be a, they're more of a threat certainly in 2024 and 25 than this year. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to have some sort of like Lincoln Riley season where they go 11 wins, anything like that. So I'm not really sure what to make of coach prime, good recruiter, you know, won some games at Jackson, uh, JSU. So, I don't know what to make of them right now.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I think I think they're gonna have success. I think it's gonna be a little harder because they could get like discarded group of five power five players at a lower division. Um but he's proven he can bring in talent, and so it's just it's just harder to really out talent like a sort of weaker league. Um you can get talent like similar to the rest of the league, but I don't know if he's going to be able to like out ta- out talent the what's remaining in the Pac twelve. Uh, but he's also proven to be a good coach. I mean, he's done really good things. So USC will be gone. I think by the time if if Colorado is good, USC will be gone. USC will be gone by then. Um, but yeah, I think he can have them at a pretty high level. But
2: but USC you know. will still have, I think, an inherent recruiting advantage just because it's USC and yeah. they're in the Big Ten. And I don't know where Colorado's going to fall. Yeah. Deion is still going to get players, though. They're still going to get some good guys as long as he's there because he's Deion Sanders. But I think USC still has an inherent advantage being in California, being in SoCal, being USC, being going to are a top two conference. And you're going to play all those national games and play at all these big stadiums and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll uh, still have that advantage.
1: Ronnie Gonzalez in the chat doesn't is a little upset with you, Chris. Uh, the degenerate saying that the degenerate talk is insulting, not funny. Um, we're just making jokes. It's not a uh, we we love the fact that people are in there. It's more of a shot at us than you guys to say that. Why would why would these people want to watch what we're doing in the middle of the day on a Thursday? It's it's more of self deprecating humor in my opinion than saying that yeah you're watching it you're a degenerate. And we're just basically saying our audience would you know you have to be a degenerate because why would you want to watch us? Because we're we're no good. I think that's more of the joke. if that was if that's correct, Chris.
2: Yeah, and I'm gonna leave it there before I say something really mean. <laughs> uh
1: another cilantro boy, I think. Uh we got a to Gonzalez there. So That's uh, true.
2: I don't open fire on my own. <laughs> we got one last
1: one and then we'll let you guys go. Oscar uh Huerta. Uh,
2: Cilantro boy.
1: Yeah. Uh who's your uh I think he means your breakout players on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. He says uh breaker out. I'm gonna think, assume that breakout off- players offense.
2: Or- it's gotta be someone who was on the roster last year and not like a true freshman. Yeah. So we'll go uh, it's really hard to pick. Rayjean Davis, just because the linebacker room is so stacked right now. Yep. But he would be a good one. I think we could also go with uh, Zion Branch. is a really good one, even though it's kind of cheating because he didn't play last year, but he was on the team. Zion Branch has been my breakout player every time anyone has asked me, so I have to go Zion Branch. And then offense, you know, that's also kind of interesting. I think – I really just want to go Carson Tabarachi or Lake McCree. I know okay. Deuce Robinson is there, obviously, but you know, Lake, once I think he gets the chemistry down, can be a good weapon for this thing. I know Deuce is Deuce, yes, but I think Lake can still find a role and be be more productive than he was last year.
1: I'm gonna go two transfers. I'm gonna say Marshawn Lloyd at running back. And we say Keon Bars. Uh in the middle of that defensive line, uh, a couple of transfers, a couple of veterans, been around college football for a while. I think they'll both be breakout players.
2: I mean, they both weren't on the roster last year, but it doesn't matter. Make make your own rules.
1: what so you were saying you were only picking people that were on the roster last right. year, and um, you were doing. I'm just guys saying who weren't on the roster last year. Yeah, he could. I mean, he doesn't you say live by your
2: own rules, Ryan. He didn't. He, by your he rules. didn't say anything about being on he the did, roster. He didn't. It's an open
1: interpretation. But if I'll go with your rules, uh, I'm going to do... No, don't go by my rules. Brendan stick Rice. To your, stick to your guns. Brendan Rice. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year. And I'll go Jacoby Covington.
2: Okay. I like, I like those.
1: You like those? Following your rules. You uh,
2: ready to do our screen grab?
1: Yeah. Oh, what's your screen grab be today?
2: So I just got new prescription sunglasses for the first time. Okay. For the first time getting sunglasses. So I want Ryan to have the happiest disposition look of his life.
1: I would be happy. Do you want me to put on some sunglasses? Sure. You can put on some sunglasses. Okay. I have some. We're like, like the
2: Blues Brothers. I just want you to have the happiest sunglasses look of all time, and I'm not going to be having it.
1: All right. I think that right. works. I think that works. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep these on because now it's I can marvel- see marvelous for the uh, podcast audience and we're just posing for the YouTube uh, screenshot. I think I, I like that little tradition now we pose for the screenshot. Look,
2: you when I first started <laughs> this show, you told me you could think of something to say at the end of every show. Right. And I never did it because everything I came up with sounded lame like would i do would i just say the same thing would i say something different every time at the end yeah. of all, my podcast with composite we just do the little sound bite from Def leopard sucks from the, the uh crap what's what's the show joe dirt here now that we're doing it live against my will Def
0: Leppard sucks. yes
2: now that we're doing this live and i'm sick and tired of you Using the the absolute (laughs) worst-looking shot of me for screen grabs that you put on Twitter, I decided to take matters into my own hands and we'll do a pose one every time so they're different every time. And it's just a little tradition as we move through this live show. It's just having a little bit of control of the craziness that is live show. Yeah.
1: It is pretty crazy. All right. Well, that'll wrap things up. You know what I forgot? Oh, my gosh. Because we had Trayvon Patterson on. right. Trader Joe's, our sponsor. My apologies. It was save it to the end. What's the best? Save the best for last. Uh, yeah, big fan of Trader Joe's. I was out in the desert this weekend, Chris, uh, checking out uh, a place out there. I had some friends from college. We, had, we posed in my house 25 years ago. We reposed again. But what I had to do, I had to stock up a bunch of snacks. Trader Joe's got my Prosecco. Got those little pineapple juices that I like to get to make my mimosas with them, wine and cheese, the peanut the pretzels with the peanut butter inside. Sure. Uh, the edamame. I made some um, poke from some of the fish that I caught. The edamame I like that. They got the yes. shelled edamame. Uh, refrigerated section. Make sure you go check that out. I'm so sorry that we we had a you just lost the sponsorship. Five years <laughs> down the you drain. Just, you just- No. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) But it's good. Uh, Check it out. Actually, it's funny. I sent, um, uh, you know, one of our writers, uh, We what's it called? I sent out, yeah, I sent out a Trader Joe's gift card uh, that we had given to everyone. Uh, One of the writers lives in Arizona, so he didn't get it until, uh, Trevor Booth didn't get it until uh, recently. But he said, oh, I go to Trader Joe's with my girlfriend all the time. So he appreciated the, uh, he appreciated the gift card, so. Uh, It's good. Yeah. Who doesn't like Trader Joe's? Everybody loves Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's, but I forgot to talk about Trader Joe's until the end of the show, but sorry about that. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up. For Chris Trevino, I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time.
0: You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting and delicious products at such great everyday prices this is dan bain of trader joe's the answer is simple it's all in the way we do business we buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible this helps to keep our costs low and we pass those savings on to you no gimmicks just great values at honest prices every day at trader joe's thanks for listening